I'll lose this dog, yes I am a fool, I'm in that groove, I know I will lose your turn, your tricks, now what will you choose? Can you feel the failure? What is up everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Have Failed with me, Sam Vader, where this week we will be discussing one of the Yu-Gi-Oh! spin-off series, and I'm not doing it in chronological order, uh, because, you know, why to do that? That makes it too easy. This week we will be discussing Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5. But before we get into that, I would once again like to say that we here at Sigil Arts do stand, of course, with the Black Lives Matter campaign, and we will do everything we can to keep promoting this on our podcasts every week and make sure the message still goes out there, even though media attention for it has died down quite significantly. Uh, there are numerous links you can check out for that, so please do do check it out. It's still a very important thing to pay attention to. But without further ado, Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5, the fifth sort of uh, series of Yu-Gi-Oh! Not including uh, Season 0, I'm just talking about the ones sort of released in English, uh, and I will be talking about the dub, obviously. I've not watched uh, Arc 5 subbed. <clears throat> not, I've, I've seen clips, but I haven't watched it the whole way through. If I've watched it the whole way through, it, it's dubbed. So that is what I'll be discussing today, just for a bit of context, if I say something and that doesn't happen in the subbed. Um, but yeah, Arc 5, it, it was different. Because <laughs> obviously you've still got the card games, but it focuses more on an interdimensional war. And obviously the war is being fought with card games because guns... Who needs guns when you've got trading cards? Something I stand by in life, to be fair. Um, weirdly enough, it was a trading card that got me into Arc 5. And I know I'm digressing from the war bit, but I'm sure I'll get there eventually. Um, <clears throat> it all started sometime last year. Uh, I was sitting in a home in Winchester, a uni home, and I purchased... Yes, I purchased a, um, a booster box of Yu-Gi-Oh! Legendary Duelist Immortal Destiny Online. It arrived a few days later. I was sorting through the cards thinking, oh, these look cool. And I started seeing these evil plant things. And I was like, oh, they look quite cool, but whatever. And then I saw it. The wonderful, the beautiful, the starving Venom Fusion Dragon. I thought, oh, now that. That looks sick. So I started looking more into Starving Venom Fusion Dragon, seeing if it appeared in the anime, and saw, oh, it appeared in Arc 5. I thought, I haven't seen Arc 5 yet. Let's watch a bit. So I saw an episode that Starving Venom um, appeared in, and I was like, oh, damn, this shit's good. Meaning, oh, Starving Venom's amazing. And Yuri, the guy who uses it, is an absolute psychopath. I love him. Um... <laughs> Second favourite Yu-Gi-Oh character after Kaiba definitely is Yuri. He's just... Oh, he's so good. Just a pure psychopath. Um, and yeah, that's sort of how I got into Arc 5. It was weird enough through Starving Venom Fusion Dragon. And on the subject of Starving Venom Fusion Dragon, hashtag shameless plug, if you go to my Twitter, at VaderSaiyan, I've started a thing recently. By recently, I mean uh, Monday. This started, so yesterday. Uh, where I will now be picking either a Yu-Gi-Oh card or a Yu-Gi-Oh character, and for that week, posting trivia, facts, and opinions on them. And I started it off not going with Kyber and Blue Eyes, like I'm sure most people would expect from me. I started off with Starving Venom Fusion Dragon. Um, so, yeah, do follow me on Twitter. Not just for that, just follow me on Twitter anyway. And obviously, remember to follow the show's page on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, anyway... Back to Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5. So I got into it thanks to Starving Venom Fusion Dragon. And yeah, Yuri is 
Yuri's my favourite character in Arc 5. I do think that he was done dirty in a bit, that I feel like the duel between him and Yugo that was really hyped up got sort of shit upon because so they hype up the duel between the two you boys or two of the four you boys and it starts off really cool yuri obviously gets out starving venom um yugo gets out clearing synchro dragon and then you've got like four episodes before that duel was continued and then aster phoenix and kite tenjo come along and interrupt it do most of the dueling for that episode to try and snap yugo out of zark's control which that makes no sense to anyone who's not seen Arc 5, because I haven't explained the plot. But to, to me, this makes sense. To snap him out of it, and and then then they sort of get beaten by Yuri on his turn, and then you think, oh, right, so they're out of the way. Now we're going to get a good couple of episodes of Yuri versus Yugo. You know, this is quite a big... By the way, this is taking place near the end of the ser- um, the show at this point, and I'll explain why their duel is important in a minute. Um, so... You think, oh, it's going to be important. Like These are two of the U-Boys, and they need to have a serious duel to decide who's going to absorb who here. And, uh, yeah, um, you then cut to the next episode. It's not focused on them for, like, what, nine-tenths of it, eight-tenths of it. And the last bit is Yuri quickly beats Yugo. And it's really disappointing, because not only was that a duel that was hyped up in the opening theme, you see clips of them too, it's implied they're fighting... Um, but it was also very, <clears throat> it's a climactic duel because, right, so I explained, there's a dimensional war because basically the dimension was split. I'm going to try not to go too much into spoilers, but I probably will. Um, so spoiler warning. So the dimension was eventually split into four, um, because Zark, an evil dude who wasn't really evil, went on a rampage, um, to stop him. He had to be split into four and the dimensions were split into four with him, uh, and his dragon was split back into the four original dragons being Odd Eyes Pendulum. Well, it was Odd Eyes Dragon, which became Odd Eyes Pendulum Dragon, Dark Rebellion, Xyz Dragon, Clearwing Synchro Dragon, and Starving Venom Fusion Dragon. Each one of his counterparts, so the four parts of him that were split up, had one of these dragons. So you had the main character, Yuya Sakaki, had Odd Eyes Dragon, which became Odd Eyes Pendulum Dragon. Uh, Yuto had Dark Rebellion, Xyz Dragon. Yugo had Clearwing Synchro Dragon. And Yuri had Starving Venom Fusion Dragon. And the whole thing was, in the end, you find out, and this is one thing I do find interesting about Arc 5, maybe not executed perfectly, but interesting, is that the main character is actually the main antagonist. Yuri is a part of Zark. And that's really interesting, because normally the main protagonist is the one who ends up beating the main bad guy. You know, Yugi defeats Marik and Bakura. You know, um, Jaden defeats Darkness. You say defeats Zone, Yuma defeats Don Thousand. But no, in this case, Yuya is Zark. He's a part of Zark. He's one of his incarnations that was split into four. And that's a really interesting concept. I just don't think it was handled too well. I would have liked more if in that final duel after Zark's gone on his rampage and in one duel beating about 12 people, simultaneously, like one after one after one, if the way to beat him is actually Yuya managed to break free. So Zark was now only sort of four and Yuya got the finishing blow against Zark or something. I'm not sure how it would have worked out because I thought it was a really interesting thing having the protagonist be the villain for once and actually be the main antagonist, which by the way, was really well hinted. Um, If you look at some of the earlier parts of the episode, uh, earlier episodes, it's really made clear. So there's the one thing, a thing in Yu-Gi-Oh, I don't know if anyone out there knows about this, but if you look at most Yu-Gi-Oh, 
when some when they're having a duel, the person you're meant to be rooting for tends to stand on the right side of the screen. Um, it's sort of a visual subliminal cue that Yu-Gi-Oh writers and animators have done for since Duel Monsters. The person on the right tends to be the person you're rooting for, or the good guy, or not always a good guy, but the per- the bad guy you're rooting for, or whatever, tends to be on the right. So in the episode, one of the earlier episodes where Yuya duels Zuzu. Uh, you'll notice Yuya actually is on the left. And uh, it's weird because he's playing the hero in the little play thing they're putting on, the story they're trying to tell in their duel. But he actually stands on the left, uh, which could be a subtle hint of the fact that Zuzu is a part of Rei, who was the girl who, in the past, stopped Zark. And she split into four as well. And her four incarnations were basically put next to Zark to try, in incarnations to try and stop them from coming in contact with each other again. So the fact that that was essentially a version of Zark versus a Zark version of Ray, he was on the left, is very... I think that's foreshadowing. It must have been. And another one where he sees the fortune teller and they try to look into his future and the crystal ball just shatters with, like, darkness and force and rage. And, and no one really knows why, because Yuya seems really innocent and kind. But, in fact, he's a part of one of the most dangerous people to ever live, Zark, who fused himself with his four dragons to become Supreme King Zark and almost destroyed the world. And a little bit of background on Zark before I get more into the U-Boys. <clears throat> he was, he was a regular duelist. He was, an, he was a brilliant entertainer. He was a nice guy. Uh, but in the Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5 world, the monsters aren't just holograms. They actually, they're actually solid and they're actually living beings when they're produced. Basically, the hologram technology is that advanced now. It produces thinking, feeling, real monsters. So he accidentally hurt someone in one of his duels. You can see at the time, he he felt awful that he hurt the person. But the crowd started cheering. They, they liked the more intense and brutal duels. So Zark sort of tried to deliver and he got more brutal. As he got more brutal, his four dragons started to respond in likeness because he could actually talk to his dragons he had a special gift to talk to his monsters so they started getting more brutal along with him the crowds kept cheering but eventually no one wanted to challenge him anymore because he was so brutal so aggressive so powerful that he then was like fine then i'll challenge you all i'll challenge the whole world to the most brutal duel you've ever seen and sends his dragons on a rampage to just kill and hurt everyone and then he eventually fuses himself with those dragons to become Supreme King's Ark, one ultimate being. And to say, Ray then has to duel him and to win separates him, the dragons, herself and the dimensions into four. And then the plot centers around Ray's father, who survived and remembered, uh, who then travels to the fusion dimension Uh turning Duel Academy into basically a militia force who's going to go and his plan is to reunite the dimensions and reunite the four parts of Ray so he can get his daughter back. But in doing this, he he basically goes around killing people and invading other dimensions. So he invades the XZ's dimension. And if you lose a duel, Duel Academy then turned you into a card, which is Yu-Gi-Oh's way of saying they've shot and killed you because they can't do that. So they card you, which is basically you're dead. So he goes around just rampaging, killing people and kidnapping the four versions of his daughter so he could take them back and merge them all into one along with the dimensions. But the problem with him doing that is obviously Zark's counterparts are going to get involved because they're all brave duelists in their own right. Well, 
three of them are brave, one of them is pure evil, because that's the thing. All four of them kept a part of Zark in them. So Yuya became the entertainer. Yuto became, I think he was more the serious sort of duelist, but just, just you know, Yugo became sort of the fun-loving, really enjoyed duelist, and Yuri became the sociopath, psychopath person. They all got parts of Zark. The reason I can't remember Yuto so much is unfortunately Yuto was only in it for about 40 epi- 30 episodes before he actually dies and merges with Yuya. So very early on, you get a merger between two of the U-boys, um, who obviously all have to merge to be Zark. So at the time, you thought it was a good thing because Yuya, we don't know how he did it, but in doing that, he saved Yuto. But if anything, it was a bad thing, him absorbing Yuto, because obviously (laughs) that would lead to Zark's resurrection. And that's why I think that Yugo and Yuri's duel should have been a lot more intense because this is at the final stage of the show. We knew who Zark was by this point. We knew that these two were parts of Zark and that... they Zark wanted them to reunite. Yuri obviously was desperate to absorb Yugo to gain the power for himself. Yugo didn't want that. He was a good person, so tried to fight it. But it so it should have been a lot bigger and a more intense duel than we actually got, which was a was a real shame. But I love the concept of the four U boys being, you know, very similar but very different. They're all very talented duelists, but the personalities do vary. I'd say Yuri's the biggest sidestep because he got all the twisted, sadistic, sociopathic traits from Zark, whereas the others didn't really get that. But if they go into their sort of links mode where their minds sort of cross in the same wavelength and they go into berserk mode, then they do get more of Zark's anger and rage, uh, especially Yuya. Yuya seems to show berserk mode a lot and... You know, because when he linked with Yugo, Yugo got quite calm and actually became an entertainer like Yuya. But whenever Yuya links with one of the others, he his berserk mode is just... Yeah, it's terrifying. He goes really... The minute he summons Odd Eyes Raging Dragon, later on, I think, when he's dueling Selena... No, not Selena. It was uh, Rin and Lulu. Jesus Christ, he, who are two other of... Uh, Ray's counterparts who had been brainwashed by Duel Academy at that point because they'd been kidnapped earlier on. It was just insane and quite terrifying and unsettling to watch that scene because Yuya's berserk mode goes mental. And that's what I mean. It's just so... Because you've had... Protagonists have had berserk modes before. Yusei is the only one that hasn't. You had Yugi during the Seed of Rokalkos or the Pharaoh during the Seed of Rokalkos. Jaden, well, the Supreme King... He killed so many people. It's ridiculous. And then you've got uh, you. Yuma went Dark Zexal for a bit. So having but nowhere near as berserk as, as Yuya. And it's because he was the antagonist. And yeah, I, but Yuya wasn't my favourite character. I'd never really... I think the problem with Yuya was that his entertainment dueling got old very quickly. Not because he was bad at it, he was a brilliant entertainer, but I think it was thrown in your face too much. After the first couple of times where, you know, he saved a city or he brought smiles to people's faces who desperately needed it through entertaining, that was good. But I feel like they kept trying to make it seem like no one believed he was a good entertainer and he had to prove himself when he'd already proved himself so many times. And I thought that got a bit old, as did his reliance on action cards. I didn't, I didn't like action cards. 
So I think that sort of just takes away from skill. Oh, look, there's a card on the floor. Let's hope it's going to save me. Oh, look, I'm Yu-Gi-Oh, it saved me. It's more bullshit than Yugi's Heart of the Cards, because at least those cards were in his deck, and he just manifested the one he needed. You know, action cards are just random cards scattered around on the dueling field, and you hope to pick it up and you hope it helps. And so that's, and yeah, so Yugi never really stuck with me. Yuto, I would have liked a lot more of than just 30 episodes. Yugo, I did enjoy Yugo. Um, he was quite funny because he wasn't the brightest of the lot, but he had a passion for dueling and obviously was a good duelist being one of the incarnations of Zark. But no, it was Yuri. Yuri stole the show for me, especially for the U boys. And I'm, I think I'm not the only one who thinks this as well. Obviously, a lot of people were disappointed with his duel with Yugo and how it was treated and not given the respect and maybe like two to three episode long duel it should have been. But I just feel like he should have got more duels anyway. You didn't see Yuri duel properly until he duels the five uh, U-Show Duel Academy students, the, the dropouts from Main Duel Academy, because uh, they didn't want to go around killing people, which, no, that's decent. And then after that, you don't really see him. But then he has a select. He basically goes from win to win to win. After that, he defeats Alexis Rhodes, Sora Pierce, uh, then yeah, then Asta, then Kite, then Yugo, then Yusho, which is Yuya's dad. Um, so he goes on like a proper rampage for a, a select number of episodes. But I feel like he should have dueled more, and he should have had more epic duels because you know when he dueled alexis it wasn't even with his main deck it was using the uh ancient gear on a deck when he dueled sora he um well you didn't get to see the full duel you only got to see the end of it so i feel like he should have been given more i feel like what because right there was a bit in the last 30 odd episodes that just didn't fit it was the battle beast arc right that should not have been in Yu Gi Oh. you're in the last 30 episodes you don't need to introduce another subplot you just go with the main plot. So I feel like that duel could have been replaced with like a duel against Yuri or a duel against Yuri and the Professor. And then Jack can still come in the same way because obviously the Battle Beast one was a way of introducing Jack back into the fight, Jack Atlas. But yeah, I, I didn't like the Battle Beast and I feel like we could have got more Yuri in that place to really set him up as this big, powerful villain because his duel with Yuya was fantastic. Obviously, I'm gutted he lost because he's my favourite Yu boy but... Obviously, the protagonist has to win, but then he doesn't because then they merge and become Zark and go on a rampage because um, Yuya loses control during the duel. So Zark takes over and then forces them to merge after Yuri's defeated. But yeah, Yuri, I feel like should have gotten more time to shine as this major sadistic character that I know maybe that's just me. That sort of character appeals to me. I either like an anti-hero or a complete psychopath. And frankly, I think Kyber and Yuri are the two duelists I'm most like when it comes to when I play. I'm either just an asshole dickhead like Kyber, who's obsessed with Blood's White Dragon, or I'm some sort of like toxic psychopath that just relishes defeating my opponents and sort of watching them squirm in a way as I just completely overpower them. Which is why my second favourite deck I own is probably my Predator Plant deck, obviously, which then is Starving Venom Fusion Dragon, much like Yuri's. Uh, I've got a few decks. Um, I don't play competitive. Mine are basically casual decks, but they're normally built off things I've liked from the anime or stuff or, you know, whatever. So my main one's obviously my Blue Eyes White Dragon deck, but my second favourite, I'd say, is probably 
my Predator plant deck. Uh, my friends don't like playing against that one. They say it's too savage, and that's the way it should be. I learned from Yuri. Um, but yeah, I just feel like Yuri should have had more screen time. Yes, he's my favourite, so maybe I'm a bit biased. But out of the U boys, he was definitely... I've seen a lot of people say either Yuri or Yuto were the best U-Boys. Um, Yuto definitely deserved more screen time than just 30 episodes in his own body. Then the rest is only being able to talk to Yuya and not really dueling. Um, and Yuri, I feel like, deserved more of the end game part where he should have gone on more of a rampage, just tearing through more characters uh, to really set him up. Because that's another thing. If you set up Yuri as that good... That way, when Yuya eventually beats him, it makes Yuya look even better. It makes you even more terrified at how much more powerful Zark's going to be if he's all four of them combined. Um, and that's what it should have been. And as I say, the whole Zark thing, I feel like Yuya should have had more involvement in his defeat because he's the main protagonist. He should have done something. Uh, but I did like the twist that he was Zark himself. Um but I will take this moment to mention our sponsor, which, as always, is King Styles Apparel. They do brilliant shirts, brilliant phone cases, brilliant hoodies, brilliant shorts, brilliant everything. Please do go check them out. I've got my own products, obviously. Uh, these, there's the Failure Wear collection. There is the Just Say Invader shirt in the creators of King's Eyes collection. And I know King's Eyes is working on some brilliant other designs that I won't spoil or mention, but we do discuss it regularly. And uh, there's lots to look forward to. So please do go check out the merch store and uh, show your support for your favorite creators and, and podcasts. Uh, yeah, but Arc 5. Arc 5 doesn't just have the U-Boys and the Bracelet Girls, uh, which are obviously the incarnations of Rey. Um, it has a plethora of old returning characters, like, well, I'm not going to say like, I might as well list them all. You've got Jack Atlas, Crow Hogan, Kite Tenjo, Alexis Rhodes, and Asta Phoenix. Uh, you know, three of which, three of which are used well. I, I think Crow, Jack, and Kite were done very well. Kite and Jack especially were done very well. Um, Asta and Alexis, I feel like, well, they didn't get a single win the whole, the whole series. Um, which isn't great. You know, Kite. I can't remember if Kite beat you, yeah, but Kite got a fair share of wins and was just brutally savage for a bit, but came back to the good side and and was brilliant. And Jack Atlas actually beat Yuya, uh, dueled him three times, which I think is the same amount of times as the rival for the series, which is weird. Um, and yeah, Jack did win and Crow was brilliant as well. Um, weirdly, there were no dual monsters cameos, so no Kaiba, no Joey Wheeler. And obviously, the big thing that people always ask about the series is why were then why weren't the, the original protagonist there, and how comes only some of the original um, characters from the other series were 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 around? And obviously, this has spawned many fan theories. But the best one I saw was that obviously when the dimensions and everything were split up, Ray clearly made a wish that came true. Her wish was that her four incarnations were close to the incarnations of Zark to keep an eye on them, to try and keep them good. And more importantly, to keep them away from each other, even though they were dimensions apart, like there needed to be a safeguard, which for the most part worked until Leo Akaba started unifying the dimensions and that brought them all together. He inadvertently brought Zark back by 
by drawing all these four people into the same place. Um, but yeah, so the best theory I saw though was that, so yeah, Ray had that wish, but Zark had one of his own that he would repopulate the four worlds with the people he needed for his ascension. So the people that he chose, maybe he didn't choose everyone, but he chose specific people to bring his rise back. And that's shown with you show you show you dad realizes that he actually can't remember you you being born he can't remember what happened and realizes that all those memories were fake because the world didn't start that long ago relatively and zark sort of dreamt it all up so he could he could eventually resurrect and that he knows that he was created by zark to be yuya's dad to teach yuya to be a better duelist and a better entertaining duelist so Zark clearly had a wish of his own, and, and the theory goes that if he did that, why would he choose to bring back the four duelists most likely to stop him? Yugi Moto slash the Pharaoh, um, Jaden Yuki, Yusei Fudo, Yuma Tsukumo, you know, the four heroes of the previous series. Zark must realise he would be stupid to even consider bringing those four back because they would be the four duelists most likely to stand up and stand against him and say, no, we will fight. So he didn't do that. But the theory goes deeper that actually he, or most likely Ray, actually merged the original heroes with the, um, with the U-Boys as a way to try and keep them tame because otherwise, why would three of them have ended up being such nice people if they came from Zark. So the theory goes that that's why Yuto has sort of such a love for dueling and everything, because he's got part of Yuma. Yuya has the kindness and the heart of Yugi, but also the braveness and the passion. Yugo has sort of the passion for dueling and sort of the need for speed from Yusei. And Yuri... It makes a lot of sense that he is Jaden because he clearly likes dueling, but you can't forget that part of Jaden is the Supreme King. So in merging Jaden with a part of Zark, that probably brought out the darkest parts in both. And that explains how Yuri got super polymerization as well, which is a card that the Supreme King created. Um, so th I like that theory as to why Zark wouldn't have wanted them there because they're the four that would stop him. But Ray might have tried to merge them together to try and stop him, but it severely backfired with Yuri, because she didn't realise that Jaden had the Supreme King inside him, who was known to go on a bit of a rampage, and Zark probably brought that dark side out. And hence we get this complete sociopath-psychopath Yuri. Um, but re returning characters aren't the only important ones. There are loads of new good characters... Uh, Declan Akaba is is just everything you want in a rival rival a rival. Um, not as good as Seto Kaiba, in my opinion. In my opinion, I know a lot of people might disagree with that. Um, because you know Declan actually beat you, yeah. But we know how I feel about how Yugi cheated against Kaiba. Um, but Declan was brilliant. But then you've got other characters like Shay Obsidian is probably disregarding Yuri my favourite of the newly introduced characters. Um, Shay Obsidian is just so intense, but so kind, and he develops so much with someone so willing to kill all of Obelisk Force, all of the soldiers from Dual Academy, to someone who 
doesn't want realizes that killing them makes them him just like them and he should be better he should fight with kindness and yes fight against them and be intense and beat them but you don't need to kill them afterwards it's that's not the way that makes you just like them and he's just so brilliant so intense obviously shay obsidian is fantastic his duels against sora when he realizes that sora is a spy for duel academy uh, before sora returns good um and his duels against dennis mcfield when he realizes that dennis is a spy for duel academy before he turns good after dying um yeah is is such a they're so intense and honestly that duel against sora pierce with shay is one of the best duels in all of Yu-Gi-Oh. um but speaking of dennis mcfield yeah he uh <laughs> one of the darkest moments if not the darkest moments in all of Yu-Gi-Oh. um i remember i was quite unsettled i suppose is the word when i watched it genuinely unsettled um so he's obviously you really he's a he, he's from dual academy but he learned to be a dual tainer and he clearly just wants to entertain people he doesn't want to hurt anyone but obviously he doesn't have a choice because dual academy doesn't give him a choice and you can see through this final duel with Kite that he has a lot of regret. He he didn't want to carry out any of the acts that he did and he feels terrible, but he knows he didn't have a choice. And so Kite ends up beating him and obviously Kite being a good guy isn't going to card him. But Dennis really thinks that, no, he can't join the Lancers because then, which are the good guys, because then Dual Academy, would the professor would never forgive him. But he also doesn't want to stay at Dual Academy because he doesn't want to keep hurting people. That's not who he is. And sadly, and this is very relatable to a lot of people, and it's really upsetting. And this is why I think this is so... It's it's a heartbreaking scene. He thinks the only way out is death. He, he doesn't see any way out of his situation. He either... He can't betray Dual Academy. He, in his head, that's not allowed. You know, they do terrible things to traitors. But he can't go back there either. So he turns his dual disc on himself and he cards himself. Which sounds quite juvenile. But when you realise that carding someone is the equivalent of shooting someone in this. What he's done is he's turned a gun on himself and he's shot himself in the face. And it it's awful. Thinking about it now, it's genuinely... I feel awful talking about it. It's not a subject I like... Well, I don't dislike and I don't shy away from talking about serious stuff like this. But, you know, in a, in a show that's normally, I like to think, you have failed is quite comical and and a bit laughy. I then don't think that I feel unsettling bringing this really serious thing. But it's a really dark scene. And it really made me think that, obviously, you know, even... And it reminds you that the people with the biggest smiles are sometimes... Sometimes, not all the time the people who need the help the most and it's just yeah really unsettling scene and say i'm trying to think of all other Yu-Gi-Oh, and i know there's some other really disturbing bits um but i think for me that's the most disturbing i think more so because it hits home more than anything else you know i know people who have known people or know people who almost have and know people who have and you know it's that one really hits home and in a way it's nice that that Yu-Gi-Oh touched on it um because Yu-Gi-Oh obviously is a thing that 
a lot of kids watch and obviously adults as well. And maybe it's too dark for a kid. And that's why, obviously, it's a good thing it was just being turned into a card because suicide proper for children is, yeah, that's dark. But, or not proper, it is proper, but blatantly showing it. But I think it sends an important message. And I'm glad that Yu-Gi-Oh! was brave enough, I suppose, to do that. Because it's a very heartbreaking and unsettling scene. And it's one of those ones I want to implore you to watch. But at the same time, I I don't want to encourage anyone to watch that. Because as, say, juvenile and juvial as it is, because it's all about card games and he's just turned himself into a card, the implications are very, very disturbing. Um, so watch it if, if you want and try and feel it. I've... I've actually, it's one of the scenes I've watched in the subbed as well. And it might be a bit more powerful subbed because uh, of what he says. But either way, it's just still very heartbreaking. Um, and I will move away from that now and back to some of the goodness of Arc 5 or rant about something else that's bad about it. I've sort of done a bit of both so far. Um, but yeah, it's very, it was very different having the whole interdimensional war. And I know Zexual did something similar, but they were two planets. This is multiple versions of the same earth but all with different summoning techniques and one trying to conquer the others to merge them all back into one it had very unique and captivating ideas and i feel like the execution wasn't awful the execution was really good i just didn't feel like it fell short in certain ways introducing the battle beast that late on was ridiculous i feel like you should have just gone with more yuri and maybe even the professor, because the professor didn't really duel. He got what two duels, one against Declan and Yuya, and one against Zark, and he just gets his ass kicked in both. Have him and Yuri go on a bit of a rampage to make him seem like more of a threat, and make Yuri even more just deadly and devastating than he's been so far in the series. Anyway, you know that that I feel like would have been the far better far better solution um, than just having the battle beast in. And as I say, the execution of Zark, I really like the idea that the main bad guy was the good guy and was the main protagonist. But I just feel like there could have been a way to have less of a cop-out ending to Zark. You know, because that, that duel ended and there were still, what, eight-odd episodes left? So you thought Yuya was going to have to fight someone other evil person, and he didn't. He just did a few rematches against certain people and stuff happened and he had to make Riley smile and that bit I kind of liked because that's the bit where Yuya realizes the truth about Zark in that Zark wasn't evil and neither were his dragons they were just reacting to the crowd the crowd wanted brutal duels so they just gave them what they wanted but lost their way they weren't inherently evil especially the dragons they were just doing what Zark and the people wanted to try and make them happy because they were cheering for all this pain um and that's quite I found that quite not sweet, but that was quite a nice wrap-up where you realise that Zark wasn't evil and neither were the dragons. It was more... They were just trying to give the crowd what they wanted, but the crowd sort of lost their way in that respect as well. And Zark just took it too far. Um, and, yeah, it's it's just a very unique series in, in how it wraps all that up. And even the fact that afterwards, obviously, when they defeat Zark... Yugi is the only one of the U-Boys that are revived, and he now has all four of the Dimensional Dragons. <laughs> but all the other th the other three all live in him, and they can all communicate. And I've heard some people say they don't like how Yuri 
sort of just became good after that and became on good friendly terms with the other three U boys and lived inside Yuya and spoke to them. Um, And I'm sort of on the fence as well, because on the one hand, I would have liked that he stayed or a, a complete psychopath. And yes, it does make his villain arc a bit less fulfilling in the fact that he just randomly turns good in the end. But I feel like on the other hand, Zark's influence has been taken out of the out of the four boys and it was Zark that made Yuri such a violent psychopath so maybe it makes sense that he's now a nice person without Zark in him with with Zark gone and his influence destroyed forever and Yuya now his own person <clears throat> all four of them essentially but obviously the other four don't have their own bodies they live within Yuya I think it kind of does make sense that Yuri would become a more agreeable person because he's no longer got Zark to control him, which is where he got his psychopathic tendencies from. Um, so, yeah, on the one hand, I, I liked it. And it, obviously it would have made no sense if Yugo and Yuto were revived in Yuya and being all friendly, but there was no sign of Yuri. You would have needed all three of them. And I know obviously the show wanted to make it seem like even though the other three didn't get their bodies back, they all lived in a way. So I get it. And I think I'm more on the side of, I'm happy that he did become more agreeable. So you got to see all four of them working together in a way. Uh, but I do understand the complaints that for his villain arc, he should have stayed a, a complete sadistic monster. But, you know, so I feel like the ending of arc five, it could have just done with a bit more polish and execution and the Battle Beast arc could have gone. The Synchro arc was pretty much fantastic. The whole Friendship Cup, I quite liked that. Um, I feel like they could have gone into a few more things as well in detail. But the whole interdimensional war, I liked all the duels between Obelisk Force. And when they invaded cities, I thought they were really cool. The duels looked good. The animation was absolutely beautiful. Overall, it's such a brilliant series. There's just a few minor nitpicks, if anything. That are the biggest problems with it. Sorry, my throat is really sore. Uh, sorry. Struggled to breathe for a second there, but we're back. Um, yeah, I just... I really liked Arc 5. I really did. Um, I would give you my rankings on what my... I haven't seen Vrains yet, and I haven't watched Sevens. I'll watch Vrains eventually. Probably. I'm not sure on Sevens yet. I'll have to see more reviews. Um... But, so the five I've seen, which obviously Duel Monsters all the way through Arc 5, I'd love to be able to give you my ranking on what order they go in, but quite frankly, there's only one that I can confidently place, and that is Duel Monsters at number one. And yes, that probably is Nostalgia, and no, I don't care, um, because Nostalgia is nothing wrong with that. You can like it because Nostalgia. I'm not saying it's the best, I'm saying my favourite. So, yeah. I'm not going to say Dormots is the best. It's probably not. But it's my favourite and that's what I'm dealing with. But I couldn't put the other four. I do it all the time with their theme tunes as well. I'm always like, oh, I wish I could rank them. And I'll listen to all of them. And depending on what day it is, I'll like one more than the other. Um, but no, with the shows, it's even harder. Because they've all got bits I like. All got bits I don't like. Uh, so I couldn't rank them. But Arc 5 is definitely... All five of them are good shows. Uh, and Arc 5 is also clearly a very good show. Just with its own problems. A few execution things maybe to fix, uh, especially towards the end. I feel like the pacing was a bit off at the end with certain introductions and certain ways they wrapped it up or drew certain things out 
or didn't put enough effort into things like the Yugo Yuri duel, which should have been a big climactic thing between two of the U boys, two of the incarnations of Zark, that just didn't. It sort of got reduced to a bit of a flicker. Like it was an insignificant thing it was treated like when really it should have been a really significant monumental duel that decided basically the fate of what's going on at the moment. So that was really a shame, but for the most part for the most part Arc Five was a really solid series and for anyone out there considering watching it who's a Yu-Gi-Oh fan who hasn't done it yet, I completely recommend it. Um for anyone out there who wants to get into Yu-Gi-Oh, Arc Five isn't the worst place to start, to be fair. Um, so you could enjoy Arc 5. The voice acting is brilliant as well. I can't fault that. Um, so yeah, Arc 5, I can confidently say, despite having a few problems, I'm not saying it's perfect, but you go Arc 5, you have not failed. You're a brilliant series. Um, I really do enjoy you. And like all Yu-Gi-Oh! series so far that I've watched, I could go back and rewatch time after time again. Uh, particular episodes, I tend to focus on episodes of characters i've liked if i watch duel monsters i tend to watch yugi's duels um if i watch gx I tend to watch zane truesdale you're gonna find out my favorite characters from each series now there's gonna be a pattern from 5ds i tend to watch jack atlas duels from zexo i tend to watch kite tenjo duels and from um arc 5 i tend to watch yuri's duels uh but occasionally i put in a bit of yugo as well more so because i like clear wing and crystal wing synchro dragon uh, not as much because I like Yugo, but I do like Yugo as well. But Starving Venom and Yuri are definitely my favourites. But yes, Arc 5, you have not failed. And thank you so much for listening, guys. As I said before, please do remember to check out the Twitters for both this page uh, show and, of course, for me personally, uh, Saiyan Vader, which is at Vader Saiyan. Uh, also, join the Discord where you can interact and we can maybe talk more Yu-Gi-Oh! or talk more whatever you want to talk about. Honestly, I have so much free time and not many friends. We can talk about whatever. So do check out the Discord. And do check out my YouTube channel where I've got the two most recent videos have been me opening and showing off some of the King's Styles Apparel merch. So do go check those out and check out my other videos. I've got some planned, maybe some Yu-Gi-Oh! ones, maybe some Pokemon. I need to sort out new editing software on my laptop first, but got some plans in the works oh and some apex legends videos but yeah thank you so much for listening guys i really appreciate it as always you guys are the best please do share this around so i get more people listening to this because that would be great but i appreciate you all so much thank you so much for listening and i will speak to you next week guys bye bye